Some of you are saying, I'm ready for that leap. Some of you are saying, I wish I was. Today's your day. God says the water's stirring. So I put a pool here because this water's never going to stop stirring. All you got to do is get in. Come to the water, the living water, the water of life. The water that flows and never stops. The water that when you drink it, you never thirst again. Amen? I want to take you higher. I want to take you deeper. I want to take you farther than you've ever known, than you've ever gone before. You're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to go places you've never tread your feet before. And God is going to give you favor to bless, favor to walk in and to take the captives out, favor to go into the dark places and retrieve the wounded and set them up on their feet and give them liberty and say, walk in the name of Jesus Christ. Be strong, be faithful, be of good courage. God is a God of power. God is a God of strength. God is a God of deliverance. God is a God of, of all your needs today. He is your Jehovah Jireh. And he says, I'm giving you today the keys to the kingdom of God. And it's going to be on earth like it is in heaven. Whether, whether the enemy likes it or not, I am telling you today, he has no power over you. He has no strength over you. He has no victory over you. I paid the price in the beginning, and you are free. And whosoever I make free is free indeed. You have the right to stand and to shout. God says, shout and be victorious today. And take up your cross and take up your sword and walk out of your house with your head held high. The enemy wants to destroy your joy, but joy is a powerful thing when it comes to God. Amen? It's not something that the world gives. The world doesn't give you joy. The world gives you fear. The world gives you de deceitfulness and destruction. But God says today, I'm giving you joy, real joy, not like the world can give, not like the pleasures of money, not like the pleasures of sex, not like the pleasures uh, of being in power or in control, but joy that comes from on high. Taking you higher. He says, but many of you are playing hide and seek. Amen. Some of you are in that dark place in that closet and you're saying, just find me, God. Find me. God says, I know where you are. And I'm opening the doors. And the light's going to shine in on your darkness, amen? And you can hide all you want, but I've already found you. I know where you are. I know what you're going through. I know where you've been. I know what the enemy has done to you and what he said. I know the lies that he's given you. But God says, today, I'm opening up the door, and you can't hide. And the light's going to shine on you, and the enemy has to flee. The devil doesn't like the light. He loves the darkness because he can hide. He loves the darkness because his wicked things can be hidden by the light. And it can't be seen, but God sees all things. Amen? There's nothing hidden from God that he cannot see. He knows your heart. He's not even looking at your face. He's not looking at how much makeup you put on this morning or how well your hair stayed together. He's looking inside at your heart this morning, and he's saying, I want you. I want your heart. I want your life. I want your devotion. I want your dedication. I want everything you have. I don't care about your car. I don't care about your house. I don't care about your money. I don't care about your, your discomforts. I want you today because time is running out. 
So don't play hide and seek with me. I have blessings for you. Powerful blessings for you. Wonderful blessings for you. Blessings you've never seen before I have for you today. All you got to do is say, I want that God. Seek me while I may be found, our God is saying. Because there is coming a time when I will not be found. When those who have not the knowledge of me won't be able to find me. Because we're a family. Amen? This is a family of God. And if you will watch your door, if you will put a watchman on your fence, on your property, if you will keep a watch over your heart and over your life, God said, I will rebuke the devourer, not just because of your tithes and your giving and your offerings, but I'm going to rebuke the devourer from you because I love you. You're my child. You're my household. You're my family. You're my blood. I bought and paid for you. I gave it all just for you. If you were the only person left on this planet Earth, Jesus would have still went to the cross for you. Amen? He would have paid it all just for you. Today's your day. Today's your day of breakthrough. Today's your day of victory. Today's your day to rise up and say, I'm not going to be held back anymore. I'm taking my breakthrough today. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm not going to play hide and seek with God anymore. I'm coming out. God bless me. Bless me. You know, if Jabez can say, God bless me and receive blessings, then I'm not afraid to stand before my God today and say, God bless me. I want your blessings. I want the joy. I want the life. I want the love. I want the perseverance. I want the dedication. I want the word flowing out of me like rivers of living water. I want to be able to walk into those places in the streets of Woodward or wherever or South Africa and say unto the enemy, get your hands off of that family. They belong to God and we are retrieving them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. When are we going to be bold? Paul said, I'm way bolder than many of you. He said, y'all need to get some boldness in your life, in your heart. Get, get a bounce in your step. Walk into the enemy's camp and say, get out of there. You don't belong there. God has bought and paid the price for you. You know, sometimes it's just hard to be silent. Amen? And I don't apologize for what God wants to say. If I say a bunch of garbage and it don't mean nothing, then I'm sorry. But if God wants to say something, I'll never apologize for that. Amen? But God is wanting to do something so amazing here today in you. He's saying, if you'll just come out, don't play hide and seek with me. Just come out. And whatever's in your life, I don't care. Because if you will come to me today, I will wash it clean. I'll wipe it away. It will never be remembered again. You confess it and admit it one time, and it's history. Amen? It's never to be remembered again. Cast as far as the east is from the west. Buried as far as the depths of the sea. Never to be remembered again in Jesus' name. So I'm giving you that opportunity today. As a called minister of God and as a called child of God, you have that opportunity today. Don't leave this place without getting to the level with God where God wants you to be. This is your day. Do it. Don't put it off. We're at the end of the time. We're at the end of the, of the, of the clock. Time is running out, church. It's time for us to be the church. 
It's time for us to be the church of God. Rise up and, and do what God has called us to do for 2,000 years. Let's get it done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for that word today. You know, before we um, continue with our service, we've got uh, quite a few needs, physical needs, in our uh, congregation. And so uh, let's not leave this place in the spirit where the Lord has brought us to. Because, um, you know, the, the scripture says in Psalm 107, 20, that he sent his word and healed them. And I also just believe that as we have stepped into a place in the Lord, that we also, we can send more than just the word of God. We can send the presence of God and the reality of the presence of God that we're experiencing here in this place to the different desperate needs within our congregation today. You know, this is family month, and one of the things that family do is we, we watch out for each other. And so if you'll, if you'll just, I know everybody sat down, but if you don't mind standing up, and let's, let's just engage um, not only back into that place in the Lord, but also with our hearts. Um, I would like, I, you know, to request, you know, there's a scripture that said that Jesus was moved with compassion. And as we pray for these requests this morning, stir up that place of compassion in your heart for these individuals. Um, I'm just going to read them from our bulletin. You can take this list home with you. Um, there's Crystal Burton um, for no more complications during her pregnancy. Um, Lynette's sister, uh, Norma Finley, is having surgery on her cracked fingers, three cracked fingers. Um, David LaRue is still recovering from surgery. Some of you know Glennis LaRue. Um, just an amazing praise report. So I'm looking forward to the day when she'll be able to stand here and he'll be able to stand here and share that testimony. God is doing great things, but we want to continue to lift them up. Um, there's also Elizabeth Eilers is in, um, needs prayer as she battles the flu. And then um, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess on Facebook there was something about Mario's brother going first emergency room. So I'm not sure what the health need is there. But again, a lot of needs, a lot of needs. Psalm 177, excuse me, Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word. Oh, oh, mm, and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, oh. So, Father God, today in the name of Jesus, oh, mm, mm. Lord, we engage in the corporate business of heaven today. Lord, as we step into the gap on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ, oh. And we believe we receive, Father. Lord, even as we stand here as a corporate body, basking in your presence, Lord, we believe we receive, Father, your word and your presence oh, going forth. Whew. Lord, in all these different directions, Lord. Whoa. Father, to each and every individual, Lord, even those, Father, in our body that aren't listed in this bulletin, God, we believe we receive, Father, your word going forth. Oh, your word of healing. Mm. Your word of deliverance. Your word of freedom today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Let's just praise him for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we just worship you, God. Mm, we just worship you, Lord. Mm, just, just praise him for a moment. Hallelujah, God, we just praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We just worship you, God. Oh, we just praise you, God. We just praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, we just praise you, God. God, you are so good. You are so amazing, God. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy for us as your children today. God, we thank you for what you have already done in this service and what you're going to do today. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, um, you may be seated. Uh, we're going to do things in a little bit different order today, so I'm going to tell you ahead of time. Um, we had some announcements that it was real important to make, and the best people to make them teach in the kids' classes. So we're going to ask that the kids stay here for just a little bit longer until we finish with the announcements, and then we'll go ahead and have a meet-and-greet time. Um, and go from there. So um, first up is, is, is Miss Jessica. She has a special announcement she'd like to make. No, she's shaking her head. No, it's like, wait a second, we talked ahead of time. So we'll let her start. Um, Linda, I know I didn't get a chance to talk to you ahead of time. Do you still want to share a little bit about the coffee shop this morning? Okay, so then after Jessica, we'll go to, to Linda, and then I'll close with the rest of the announcements. I'm sorry. Um, hi, everyone. Good morning. Um, well, all of you know, um, this month is family month, um, and so with that being, we are having a family lock-in, um, actually this coming next Friday, the 25th, and um, of course I say family lock-in, you're welcome to, you know, drop your kids off as well, um, from 7 p.m. and pick them up promptly at 7 a.m., please, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty please, no, um, you know, it's going to be lots of fun. This will be our second um, children's church lock-in. Um, we have tons of fun games and um, things like that. And this is the introduction that he got in the Old Testament. So Moses brought them out of the camp, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. Thunder, lightning, earthquake, smoke, fire. Um, there was the, also the sound of the trumpet blast. Okay, so it's a very, you know, and the, remember the other scriptures talked about how the people trembled. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. Okay, go ahead. We did this before, and it worked fine. There we go. Thank you, Jesus.
some people are taking that as a prophetic word for rain. And yes, we do receive that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, um, I just wanted us to kind of just pause there. You can go ahead and advance the slide, Marty. Um, you know, sometimes we read our Bibles and it's like, well, why did they run away? You know, but it's like, wait a second. If I had just experienced that lightning storm, am I going to like go towards that or am I going to go away towards shelter? Okay. And yeah, this is our heavenly father we're talking about. All the people perceived the thunder and the lightning, the flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Do you blame him? Okay, in the natural, no, not at all, <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, it's like if you, um, I did a little research that I didn't pull the facts and the figures, but one lightning bolt, average run-of-the-mill lightning bolt, has enough energy to light a house, an average house, for 35 years. So you're talking about a lot of power and a lot of energy just, just, you know, going. And so we know they may not have had as much understanding of electricity, but with our understanding, it's like we are not running into the, where the lightning blasts are going. It's like, wait a second, not a good place to go. Um, okay, so they saw the thunder, the lightning, the flashes, the sound of the trumpet, the mountains smoking. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a different distance. Okay, um, let's go ahead. They said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but don't let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Go ahead and advance it. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Gives you a better appreciation for Moses, huh? Moses had enough faith and he knew that God needed him, <laughs> that God wasn't going to kill him. As frightening as that appearance was of the thunder, the lightning, the smoke, and all those things, um, Moses knew God well enough that he wasn't afraid. How well do we know the Lord this morning? Next slide. Okay, this is the part where I preach going like this. <clears throat> I won't look at anybody. This is where many in the church are, and I'm not just talking about this church, but the church as the body of Christ in general. That's where so many people are when it comes to relating or being in relationship with their Heavenly Father. They are standing at a great distance. Even though they've never seen the thunder or the lightning, or the smoke on the mountain, or the fire, or heard the great trumpet blast that got louder and louder and louder, or felt the earthquake at God's presence, they haven't had that personal encounter with the power of God at all. But they are still standing at a great distance, not wanting to get too close to God. Go ahead, Marty. And so even though we're under the new covenant of grace, many of us, many in the body of Christ, still live and relate to God from that old covenant, Old Testament perspective. This is my favorite line in the whole message. He's big, 
scary. And if we get too close, we might get fried. Seriously, I lived there for many, many years. In my own Christian experience, and I didn't necessarily think that I would get fried fried, but that something bad, God would ask something difficult or, or bad for me, and I'd have to go off and do something difficult, like stand in front of a bunch of people in Woodward, Oklahoma, and deliver a message. No, 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 we won't go there. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Marty. So this morning, as we're kind of focusing on the Father, so we saw how he revealed himself in the Old Testament, and thank God for the New Testament. Thank God for the New Testament. And imagine the heart, because the Scripture says that God doesn't change. And even from the time of Moses all the way to the time of Jesus, it was always our Heavenly Father's heart and desire. And you can see it in the Old Testament, and there's not time to go through all those Scriptures. It was always His heart and His desire to embrace, to hold, to get close to His people. Even in the tabernacle and all the things that went on there, God's desire was to be in the middle of his people as close as he could be. But without the blood of Jesus, they couldn't get any closer. But we can because of Jesus. So, so Jesus came to reveal the same God that showed up on the mountain. Okay, Marty. So... Um, and again, I'm just, because of, for the sake of time, we're just pulling some scriptures and, and kind of just, just pulling, picking in pieces. You, you probably are already getting a whole bunch of other revelation yourself. But in John 14, um, verse 8, this is the Last Supper, so it's right at the end of Jesus' ministry. Philip, one of the disciples, said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father. That's a good prayer in case you kind of ever wondering, well, what should I pray today? That's a really, really good prayer. A really, really good thing to ask the Lord. Show us the Father, and it is enough for us. You know, I wonder, you know, just standing here, what was it that he wanted to see? Did he feel that the experiences that they had walking with Jesus just didn't compare to what he knew of God? We just saw something pretty amazing in the Old Testament in, verse, in Exodus of fire and trumpet blasts and earthquakes and all this kind of stuff, you know. And, there's, and, and in Moses' ministry, there was just all these amazing manifestations of God and the Father. And so Philip's asking Jesus at the end of the ministry, Lord, show us the Father and is enough for us. Okay, Marty. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you? And yet you have not come to know me. That's such an amazing statement. You have not yet come to know me, Philip. Who has seen me or seen Jesus has seen the Father. Ooh. That'll preach. Who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Jesus is a revelation of our Heavenly Father. 
if you've ever wondered what, what our Heavenly Father is like or how He would treat you or how He would relate to you, it's because of Jesus, because of the Gospels, we can look and we can see. Go ahead, Tim. So one way to become familiar with our Heavenly Father, this is kind of just a takeaway. You know, after this message, there's so much more revelation that you can receive about who our Heavenly Father is. And one way is just to read the Gospels. Just read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and watch Jesus. And you will learn what our Heavenly Father is like. Go ahead, Marty. Here's another place where Jesus makes that same statement in a different way. Um, John 5, so this is earlier in his ministry. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, this is just a group of people that were there, a lot of different people. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son, or Jesus, can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. The Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. It's another way of saying it, maybe a little bit more complicated. But it just let us know that in Jesus' ministry, all the way through, that's why he could make that statement there at the end of the ministry, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If it's something he saw the Father doing. Okay, go ahead. So what did Jesus do? And, and all of us hopefully can, can answer this. What did Jesus do? He healed, he delivered. This would be a great place if it was Wednesday night. I would be passing around the mic. <laughs> but for sake of time, we're going to go. You know, I just made a little list real quick. He healed. Okay, so we don't want to rush through this. So just think of that. Jesus heals. Your heavenly Father healed. Jesus delivered. Your heavenly Father delivers. He's a deliverer today. He's a healer today. What did Jesus do? I remembered how he fed the 5,000. The Father also feeds those who have needs. Jesus protected. The, the specific instance I was thinking of was the, the woman. Remember that woman was brought to him, caught adultery. What you saw Jesus do was literally cover her and protect her. There were those that wanted to judge, to accuse, and to destroy her. And Jesus covered and protected. Jesus did that. Your heavenly Father is a coverer and a protector today. And again, we've already mentioned this earlier. Jesus was moved with compassion. Your heavenly Father today is moved with compassion. He's moved with compassion. Jesus forgave. Your heavenly Father is a forgiver today. He is. He is. Jesus blessed. I was thinking of the children. Your heavenly Father is one who blesses today. Jesus taught. Your heavenly Father is a teacher. He raised the dead. And I always like to put this a different way. He brought dead things to life. Because that takes it out of just that realm of a dead body sitting in front of you. Because Jesus and our heavenly Father love to speak life into dead things. Think of creation. Into the darkness, light be. And the list again goes on and on and on. So see Jesus, 
and you'll see your heavenly Father. And again, Jesus never fried anybody. And yet the, the, the slander of the enemy that echoes through the generations is that we need to be afraid of our heavenly Father. You know, look right after the fall. Adam and Eve hid. Why were they hiding? They were afraid of getting fried. <laughs> so that, that has echoed down and has followed through people throughout generations. So go ahead, Marty. Most of us, and again, I'm going to just kind of throw out a couple statements there that we're not going to take time to develop this morning, maybe some other day, some other time. But um, I didn't want to include them. Most of us, many of us, don't know what to expect, what they should expect, what they have the right to expect from an earthly father. Just let that sink in a little bit. Even the most wonderful earthly father, it's like they're still not going to be the perfect example like our heavenly father is of what it means to be a father. So if it's so difficult for us to be able to relate to and understand in a relationship with our earthly fathers, what, 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 what can we expect? Can we expect attention? Can we expect approval? Can we expect these things from our earthly father? You know, all of us have different earthly fathers and all of us have different patterns of what it is to, to have a father or be a father. And so that kind of throws this wrench in to our relationship with our heavenly father. And, um, you know, and so some of us may not have much of a clue. It's like, okay, we have an earthly father, but, or we have a heavenly father, but what difference is that going to make for me? It's like a fact. You know, Jesus taught a prayer, our father, which art in heaven, and probably all of us can say it, but it becomes a fact. I have a father in heaven. It's not a relationship. And the Lord's wanting to move us into that place of relationship. So I've got a couple other video clips that just, this is how I just was led of the Lord to, to do this this morning. So. We were just getting into it. Um, what that was, was it was a picture from the Hubble telescope of, if you want to leave the lights down, Marty, that's fine. Um, from the Hubble telescope, which is a telescope in outer space, if I understand right, and it's the picture of the center of our, our own Milky Way galaxy. So the Earth and our solar system is all within the galaxy of the Milky Way. And um, your Heavenly Father made that. He made that. And, and I mean, I'm, what I just sensed the Lord wanting to do was to stretch our expectation. If the heavenly father who made that could do that, what could he do for me? What can he do for you? 
What can you do for me? What can you do about the needs that we just prayed about in our bulletin? So I just threw a couple facts and figures because these numbers are something that we can kind of relate or relate to. So this Milky Way galaxy, and again, we were just showing just a little tiny piece of it. That's just the very heart of it, the very center of it. It has, you know, they estimate somewhere between 200 to 400 billion stars. So imagine our star, the sun, and there's billions of them, you know, hundreds of billions of them. And then that's just our galaxy. And again, this is just speculation, but they're saying that there may be as many as 100 billion of those galaxies. Those are some just way out numbers. But just imagine that, that in one day, whenever God started, or in seven days, if you figure that maybe he was finishing up with some of the planets or something on the seventh day or sixth day, he can do all that in one day. It's, it's staggering. It's very, very staggering. Um, I'm just throwing this out there. It's got to slip it in there. So you see these big numbers, 200 billion, 400 billion stars. Isn't it amazing, talking about staggering numbers, that our national debt has more dollars in it than the galaxies has stars? Yeah, so, so talk about the staggering numbers we're talking about. But anyway, so that's kind of just an aside. We won't make any political statements there. We'll just kind of throw that out there. Anyway, so go ahead to the next next one. Um, if, if you've never seen, this, this little clip is just the introduction of a, a video called God of Wonders. And it's, it's actually an evangelism tool. It was put together not just to help the body of Christ, you know, gain an, gain an appreciation. Because it goes into, you know, each of the little clips that you saw, especially when it comes to the ladybug and the hummingbird. There's a lot of impossibilities out there that God made possible. And that they're in our natural world and we, we see them every day. 
and we forget about them. You know, I am so thankful that, and again, it, this is just how the Lord speaks to me, but there are times when, when I am just, you know, I know I'll just share when, when we lost our home. We had lost so much. There was no, no guarantee of any replacement of anything. We had no idea what was going to happen with the insurance. And, you know, and I, I went out into the backyard, and Callan went with me. And there's a, it's, you know, the, I'm so thankful for the, it's the Burton's home. If you've ever been there, they have a tree stump in their backyard that got cut down. And so I'm, I just sat on that tree stump, and I'm just crying because it's like, God, you know, ah. And all of a sudden... In the middle of all that, Callan's sitting next to me, and I hear a bird singing. And I remember the scripture about how he feeds the birds. And if he cares for them, how much more does he care for you? And the Lord will bring me back to that over and over and over. And I think that we sometimes, we take for granted the things that we see every single day whether it's the changing of the season or the sun rising or setting or the, the clouds forming and all the different things that God orchestrated and had the wisdom to do. Uh, you know, how do you make a butterfly fly? <laughs> and then you talk about, okay, changing from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And yet our Heavenly Father knows how to do that. He knows so much the scientists haven't even figured it out. I wanted to throw in a, you know, a few more just the things that I was just, I'm just amazed about the, the microscopic world and the things that they're discovering there. Um, but, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's just kind of overkill. But, but if God can figure out how to make a butterfly fly, can he help you with whatever problem it is that you're facing? Can the one who made the stars and formed them and put them out there so they don't fall down, figure out how to keep our budget balanced or get us out of debt. Or maybe it's a physical need. The one who made your body knows exactly how to fix it today. There is absolutely no question. He is not scratching his head going, hmm, how do I do this one? It's, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing hidden from him, the scripture says. So I just wanted to pull, as we kind of close the message part, and we're going to move into the offering part, I wanted to close with just an example of what our Heavenly Father does. I, I went to the Old Testament um, just because it was a, a, how I was led to do it. But in Joshua 10, we see something that our Heavenly Father did one day. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the sons of Israel. Okay, so again, to kind of set the stage a little bit, the Israelites have left Egypt. They've already gone past Mount Sinai, and now Joshua is bringing them into the land. And they are, you know, starting into battle with the different enemies that are there, and, and they get into this battle with the Amorites, and they're having victory. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the sons of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, O son, stand still. This is Joshua speaking. O sun, stand still at Gibeon, and O moon in the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation avenged themselves of their enemies. Go ahead, Marty. So I tried to find out what had to happen that day in order for the sun and the moon to stop. But think about this first. 
instead of just you know focusing on the science of it and how is it possible that the sun and the moon stand still, focus for a moment just on God listened to a man. God didn't tell Joshua to do that. Joshua just saw that they were having a victory. And so he spoke to the sun and he spoke to the moon. So again, that's Joshua. That's the children of Israel. They were in a battle. If God was willing to back up in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, the word of Joshua, to help his people win. How much more will he do that for us today? How much more? Hopefully none of us need to have the sun and the moon stop. But, you know, I was joking with Pastor Eric ahead of time and I said, you know, what, what he always asks, what can I do for you? This is Pastor Eric talking to me. What can I do for you? And I said, well, I need a 48-hour day. And we kind of laughed for a little bit. And then I said, well, and he said, well, that can't happen. I said, it did happen. Joshua, you know, because I'm sitting there preparing my sermon when he's talking about it. And, and we kind of laughed a little bit. And I said, you know what? But I better not ask for it until after you're on vacation. How's that? <laughs> and you get an extra day. <laughs> you know, and we can laugh about it. But to God, it is not a laughing matter. It is not. As I stand before you this morning, and I am trusting that you sense it as you sit there, your heavenly Father, we, we saw all these demonstrations of this amazing power, and we see this in, in Joshua, how whatever he had to do to make Joshua's word come to pass about the sun and the moon standing still, he did it. It wasn't too hard for him. He loved and cared enough about the Israelites that he did it. And today, he cares just as much, if not more, for you. So whatever it is that seems to be this insurmountable battle that you, you have raging around you, you're not alone. Remember the first scripture we started with. Everyone in heaven and on earth has that same family name of our Heavenly Father. We are not alone. He cares so much for us. And if it required the sun and the moon standing still in order for you to achieve victory with whatever you were going through, then he would do it. It's not too hard for him. It's not too hard. Marty, go ahead. You have family today. You have family today. You have heavenly family today. You have a father in heaven. Jesus. We've got the Holy Spirit. And any one of those is more than enough. <laughs> that whatever we faced, any one of them could do it. 
You've got family today on earth too. You've got brothers and sisters who care for you. Because of the heart and the compassion of the Lord that, that God is working in us as the body of Christ, we've got family. You are not alone. You are not alone. You've got your Heavenly Father. You've got Jesus. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got us as the body of Christ. And even if you aren't willing to come and ask for help, because sometimes that happens. Maybe we're embarrassed. Maybe we're ashamed of whatever it is that we're dealing with. God is so good that he can still let someone that he trusts begin to pray for you. And you can still get breakthrough. <laughs> That's how much God cares about us. And sometimes those people aren't even people we know. There are times, you know, the body of Christ is really big. And I've heard testimonies, and I don't have any of them recorded to, to share with you. They're all the details. But there have been times when people, especially when they're praying in the Spirit and praying in other tongues, there's been testimonies of how, you know, somebody coming up or overhearing somebody praying something at the altar or in a, in a church setting, they heard somebody praying something, and they're like, well, how did you know to pray for that? That was my family. I'm Armenian or whatever it was. And that's, you know, you're speaking our language and you're praying for my family. You were praying for my family. And so God is really, really big. And he loves us a whole lot. And we are part of a fellowship that is moving into more of an understanding of what that is. Um, Marty, I don't know if there's any more slides. Okay, I think that's... So what I want to do now... Um, you know, God is just so amazing. If I could have the worship team, I forget. They're all looking at me, and I'm like, why are they looking at me? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I told them to come back up at the end. They're like, now, now, now? And I was like, okay, now. Um, I want to close this. They sang a song this morning that just echoes the heart of God in us returning that to him. But I don't want them to sing it until, until a little bit later, but... Um, so, Marty, I'm ready for the offering scriptures. You know, a few weeks ago, you know, it's time for our offering. So kind of just hold on to what we've already just ministered and received. A few weeks ago, Pastor Shelley ministered on a scripture as she uh, gave, you know, her offering devotional. And um, the Lord just wouldn't let that go away. And there was a certain part of it that just, it's like the Lord challenged me to personally receive. And so I'm sharing that with you because, I, you know, it's not just for me. Uh, this particular passage comes from this, the recording of Abraham, and um, actually, it's a you know it's real close to something Pastor Eric ministered on uh, Wednesday. So, for those that were here Wednesday, and for if you weren't, it's the period of time when Lot is captured. He's living in Sodom, and the enemies come and they take Lot and all his family away, and Abraham goes and and delivers Lot, captures all the, recaptures all the stuff. So, so Abraham has just won a victory, okay? Abraham has just won a victory, and he's returned, and this is what the scripture goes on. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now, he was a priest of God Most High, okay? Next slide. 
And Melchizedek blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Next slide. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. Okay, he being Abram gave a tenth to Melchizedek and gave an offering and, and, and gave uh, that tithe. And this is what the Lord kind of wanted, you know, me to begin, that as I bring my tithes and offering, you know, we can do all that we can do to try to make it alive and make it real. And, you know, you've heard great things shared, you know, week after week as we give and bring our offering. And, and the Lord has just asked me personally, and I'm sharing it with you because you can, you can have this too, the Lord has showed me, and, and the things that, you know, kind of rose up off the page, and, and, and it must have been in a little bit different translation, but focus on this part right here. God delivered Abram from all his enemies. God delivered Abram or Abraham from all of his enemies. We've just heard a whole a message about this amazing heavenly father that we have. And here we see just an example of it, how God delivered Abram from all of his enemies. Now, I'd like you to just take a moment and imagine what would your life be like if you had victory over all your enemies? If all that discouragement, if all that defeat, all that debt, all that failure, all the family problems, all the health issues, if you had victory over every single one. A pretty good picture. That today is a picture that our Heavenly Father doesn't want us to let go of because that's where he is wanting to take us. He is wanting to take us to a place where, like Abram, we have victory over every single enemy. And that connection is our tithe. So every time I bring my tithe now, I thank God for victory over every single enemy that my family has, my personal family, for myself, for my wife, for my children, whether it's some issue with our health or finances or whatever it is, I am beginning to bring my tithe and I declare this, I thank God, I thank you God today for victory over every single one of my enemies. And our weekly tithe can then become something that we are pulling. We're pulling on that supply of heaven. We're pulling on that love and compassion and mercy of our Heavenly Father with our faith as we declare it week after week that we're one day closer. We're getting, we're getting closer to having victory over every single enemy. And it can be for our families. It doesn't just have to be for ourselves personally. It can be for every member of our extended family. Abraham, it was his nephew Lot. Abraham's victory extended to his nephew Lot. That can extend to everywhere it needs to go into your family. So I'm just going to 
um, pray over the pray over what we've just shared. So as you as you bring your offering today, the worship team. Whenever I finally stop talking, the worship team is going to just begin to minister that song that they they sang before. But if you can, um, you know, prepare your time, engage your faith today for every enemy being defeated. As you bring it up, keep that in your heart, keep that in your mind. And then as you return to your seats, you're not dismissed. <laughs> okay, so even though this is the end of the service, I'd like us to just bask in the presence of the Lord and until the worship team finishes, and then I'll close, okay? So please, let's not make this a drop and run, okay, and try to get to the buffet. We, it's, it's, it's 11.45 for anybody that's concerned about that we might be here till 2.30 or something. No, okay? We're early. We're early. If the worship team, you know, we, wanna, we, wanna, we want to appreciate this, this, the words of this song says for who you are. So after you've come and brought your tithe and declared over it, victory over all of my enemies, over all of my family's enemies, just go back to your seat and take a few moments as the worship team leads us to worship him for who he is. Okay, so Father God, today, we thank you, God. You are so amazing. Lord, you never do the same thing twice. Unless there's a reason to do it the same way twice. But, but God, we thank you for the variety and for the, the creativity that you have. And, and we just worship you. And Lord, today, as we come, we connect to you. As we bring our ties, we connect our faith to our Heavenly Father who loves us so much that He gave His only begotten Son. And as it says in Corinthians, how much more will He give us all things? Mm. So Father God, we just believe we receive today whatever is needed to see complete victory over all of our enemies today. In Jesus' name, amen. So. Um, take a few moments to prepare your ties. The worship team can go ahead and begin to sing and um, then go back to your seats and please just continue to stay in that place of worship and then we'll close. Standing here in your presence thinking of the good things you have done waiting here patiently just to hear still small voice again holy righteous faithful to the end savior healer redeemer and friend I will worship you for who you are I will worship you
worship you today for who you are. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you so much for saving us. We thank you so much for adopting us and making us today your sons and your daughters. Lord, we thank you so much for all those things that you've done for us, Lord. Ah, oh, we worship you, God. So, Father God, today, as we close this service, Lord, my prayer for us as a body of Living Word Fellowship Church, Lord, Lord, my prayer today is show us the Father. Show us the Father. Open our eyes to see your goodness. Your mercy, show us the Father. Thank you, Lord. God, we worship you, Lord. I just want to read the scripture. It's the prayer that Paul prayed for the Ephesians, and it's where I started my message. And I want to close with this and finish with the next few verses from Ephesians chapter 3. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, that's us, in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, and this is my prayer as we close today, according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man, that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just give you all the glory and the praise today for, for the opportunity that we've had to be in your house and to just bask in your presence and to fellowship with you and the, the other believers that are here. And so, Father, Lord, we believe we receive, Father, what we just prayed. 
So, Father God, we declare that this week is going to be a week of receiving revelation from heaven. Father God, we believe we receive, Father, that, that we will see you in new ways. Lord, that the very natural and normal events of our lives will unfold and uncover your hand, your love, your mercy. God, we just believe we receive some suddenly favor this week, Father. As Pastor Eric has been declaring favor over us as a body, we believe we receive it, God. Lord, we believe we receive it, God, because you love us so much. Mm, thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, God. You know, a service like this, it just really doesn't seem to want to stop. And so if you have to go, you're dismissed. If you need prayer tonight or it's this morning, uh, the altars are open if the prayer teams will come. And we thank you so much, worship team, for the amazing ministry this morning. And just be blessed and have this amazing week. Hallelujah, Lord. If you just want to come and just draw closer to him, you can just come closer to that altar. And you can just, you know, maybe there's some business that you need to take care of today. You don't need a prayer person. You just need to meet the God. Do that this morning. This is an amazing moment that we have before him and in him. Hallelujah, Lord. Be blessed. Yeah. Hey.